So, welcome to the underground. Me and Sasha are going to have a great conversation. So, what are we talking about today, Sasha? Well, I think we're talking about some transgender shenanigans, and in particular, Dave Chappelle, with everything that just happened. So, um, obviously, I think it was last week that the Netflix walkout happened, right? Mm-hmm. Where the um, employees of Netflix were protesting Dave Chappelle's harmful and hurtful speech, and um, we both read this article today by Libby Hill, and um, that was about why Chappelle, you know, basically should be canceled and why his he's the perpetrator of of what she never actually says. This article was just kind of hilarious. I'm just going to pull it up on my phone. And um, it was in IndieWire.com, which I'm not very familiar with them, but I guess it's probably like pop culture junk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then our author, the the writer of the article is Libby Hill. And we looked her up a little bit. She, um, she's married to a trans woman. So she's a lesbian. And it says here on IndieWire. (laughs) Every time I experience his dick, I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Her dick, I think you mean. Uh (laughs) But yes. Um, Libby Hill is the TV Awards editor for IndieWire, covering all things Emmy and beyond. Libby served as an entertainment reporter for Los Angeles Times for nearly four years before joining IndieWire, and her previous work can be found at New York Times, NPR, Vulture, AV Club, Salon, and rogerebert.com. So I just wanted to read that because she has been published all over, you know, all over the place in terms of liberal mainstream media. So that's the context for, you know, this article that she wrote in IndieWire. I mean, what for you was like the most agreed or like the most annoying part of the article? Well, first of all, the tone of the article is just... (laughs) absolutely annoying she she writes with such a smugness it's so palpable i was gonna say it's very smug yes it's like i'm right and i know i'm right and everyone else who disagrees Mm -hmm. with me i was wrong yeah and because she doesn't provide evidence for her claim that he's a perpetrator that Chappelle is a perpetrator of harm so she never actually says why she's saying that well they don't even define what harm is Mm mm-hmm do you know what I mean? The, it's not even yeah. just that sitting there saying, well, he's a perpetrator of harm. It's like, what type of harm is this? Who was hurt? What did he right. do that caused anyone harm? Right. Because he told and, jokes. That's the only, that's the thing he did. That's all. That's no one saying he did anything other than tell jokes. Yeah. Well, think about something here. Remember when we were watching the Disclosure? Yeah, that, documentary or, about... Oh, Trans representation, was it? Yes. One of the Mm -hmm. things is when they talk about trans jokes, they're just kind of like, oh, trans jokes, how dare you? You know, you you can't make fun of us. Yeah. Also, can I just say that is such a foreign concept as a Jew, not to, you know, pull out the identity politics, but we always, it's part of our culture to make jokes about tragedy. That's what we do, you know? And I mean, further in my family in particular, you know, we have like um, healthcare workers. So they have this, they have this gallows humor. So that's what I'm used to is like using humor to actually deal with or like just to talk about the worst 
things that we have in the world. So their reaction to the jokes, especially considering his jokes are largely kind of good spirited, you know, mm-hmm. they have no concept of using jokes to, um, to actually like as part of their identity or their struggle. They couldn't embrace yeah. humor. No, they're, co- yeah, they're completely humorless. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they, you can really tell that trans men, trans women are men because their view on jokes is one of status. You don't, when you make a joke, you're making joke on the people beneath you, never on the people, you know, above mm-hmm. you. And well, that's what they accused Chappelle of doing. Yeah, he's accusing him of being above them, making fun of them. Punching but down, the they say. Punching down, but the reality is they don't even want, and they don't want a single joke being told on him. It reminds me of there was a um, episode of South Park, and South Park. The episode was called the N word, and I, I think it's the N word guy. And the thing is, like Randy Marsh is uh, is playing Wheel of Fortune, and it says, you know, people who annoy you. And he gets N blank G G E R. And he's like, Well, I don't think I'm supposed to say this. Well, he says it. And he says the N word. And everyone's like in horror. And it was really naggers, which was the word. And right. so that's not a meme, I think. Yeah. He got mm-hmm. dubbed the N word guy. And he was being like, yeah. oh, made fun of and all that. So he goes and he gets this coalition of white people who've been called the called that who've been said to say racist slurs, whatnot, and forms a coalition with the with uh, other people, uh, other white guys, to ban the word being used on white people. Oh, that's brilliant! And at the end, because they said you they they banned it, you could say the word the N word. You could say the word guy, but if you combine the two and said and said the MG, you were you were out. And Trey and they, they interviewed Trey Parker and Matt Stone afterwards and asked why they did that. They said because if there was ever a slur or ever a joke made on a certain um, on white people, they would work together to ban it. They would never take it. And that is what the trans community is. They embody that to a T. Anything that ever could be used to just even in the slightest make a joke on them. They are, oh no, you can't joke on us. That's a crime. You're committing literal violence. Literal violence, yeah. Well, it it does remind me, so I guess the South Park joke is kind of about people who are more offended at being called a racist than actually being racist. Yes. That's funny because that's what the woke people complain about. They complain white liberals are more concerned with being called a racist than with being racist. But the thing, and the thing is, though, really, when it comes to the woke, though, they are, I, I really do feel they are the racists. Yeah, that's, and you know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of the Jon Stewart quote about Dave Chappelle, which was also happened to be in this article, which kind of just encapsulates like the whole ridiculous reaction to Chappelle. They quoted Jon Stewart and he said something about, you know, his intent. I know his intent is always good and he does, he wouldn't mean to cause harm about, you know, Dave Chappelle. And um, it's, that pissed me off because, 
It's like, you don't know that what he's joking about is actually talking back to something that's attacking half the population. So you don't yes. give a shit that what he's like talking back to is wildly offensive to women. Yes. You don't care about that, but you're just going to give this stupid little, I'm sure he didn't mean to hurt you because you know, you're supposed to not because you yes. know or care about the actual issues of what's behind the jokes. Well, look at, look at um, the trans community. Like look how every every one of these people were offended by what he said but the organizer to be fair, not everyone because there are some i follow rational trans people who were like loved it it was funny yes. or you know it wasn't funny but I, it's fine this aspect of the trans community and the people yeah. who are part the of the tras it, they do not care about their own their own members crimes like the organ or in their view and in like so we look at the um we look at uh what's his the guy who ran or organized the um the protest who what, was it it was this um let me bring it up was it the um was it that sort of more rotund uh gentleman with the colored hair who said i'm a drag he's a drag queen he got interviewed about it um no, it wasn't. It wasn't Big Fatty. It was. Um, <laughs> hey, I, I have no real reason of of uh, being fun with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was gonna say is, it was um, Ashley Marie Preston. It seems who is uh, yeah Ashley Marie Preston, who has a history of um, really like aggressive comments about um about asian people like oh really yeah it's pretty clear that this dude did not like uh did not like asians that's and a man ashley yes okay ashley is a trans woman okay so full-on dude and um, this this man even went on Twitter to sit there and say, "I'll take more than tweets from, it'll take more than tweets from two nearly a decade ago, and that's all y'all already weaponized against me two years ago to stop me from doing the work. They'll free us all." This is what this moron is saying. Oh, is so, so people tried to cancel him for some anti-Asian jokes or something. No, they weren't anti-Asian jokes. He was not joking. He was being like, you bitches and, and all that stuff. Being real oh. like, like uh, let me see if we can find the anti-Asian anti tweets. That's okay. Thing. I mean, if you find it good, but like, I, I got don't it. worry. Um, but okay. what did you think of the, um, the Jon Stewart, the intent thing? John Stewart's half or the Well just in general the whole the the thing about his intent was fine. I'm sure his intent was fine. Then of course this the author of this article was saying intent doesn't matter. So so from from uh John Stewart's side, I thought that was like as you're saying, it's like limp wristed. It's kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, this is my friend. Um, yeah. you know, oh I'm sure he didn't mean anything wrong. Like Motherfucker, did you not listen to what I was saying? Yeah, like, it's so offensive. It's so rude because it's like 
no, he meant what he said. I will say for me on YouTube, the, the comments that I've seen that annoyed me weren't ones that disagreed with me. They were the ones that said, you know, you should have said this, like as if I didn't mean to say what I said. Yes. That's kind of what Jon Stewart is doing. Yeah, he's he's trying to smooth everything over and be like, well, he didn't mean to hurt you. He didn't mean to offend you. Like, yeah. motherfucker, did you not listen to what he was talking about? You're you're completely <laughs> shitting on his own his own conversation right. while trying to defend him. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty it, lame like, defense, if you ask me. And very. And then mm -hmm. for the rest of the article, I mean. What's more to say? Like, it, like, it seems like the people who are defending the tr the trans community are like in this perpetual state of like of being like under fire. They act like their community has a gun to their head at all times. And you'll hear yeah. trans people talk about this, it's like that that MMA uh, right. trans fighter had the, had the audacity to have this little thing, like, I think it was a flag that said stop trans genocide. It was a t-shirt or a tank top. Yeah. Right after he got done beating a woman in the ring. Yes. And think about how ridiculous that is. One, how dare, let's talk about that for a second. Mm -hmm. How dare this community that the critic has a the critic.com has a wonderful article about this how about the trans community being one of the safest demographics of not only the west but much of any country they're in they're the only country where you see that trans are are attacked at or there's a higher violence towards trans individuals is brazil right right outside of that like England had one trans death in a year. Um, I mean, I thought it was zero. Is, uh, uh, last year, mm -hmm. uh, you might be right because there were a lot of countries that didn't have sing any deaths at all, and then there was, and then some, most of them were like maybe ones and twos. United yeah. States had twenty four, right. which that sounds massive. That's what trans communities uh, activists are going to tell you. It's massive. That's a massive death. Wait. 24 people out of 1.9 million because that's the thing it's portrayed as this tiny 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 minority it is but didn't we look it up and found that there were more um trans identifying people than jews worldwide yes yeah that kind of blew my mind um but of course it's because of the trans umbrella and people so it's not like that's how many people there are with dysphoria who are doing yeah. a transition because of their dysphoria but um but uh yeah so the murder rate is like touted as this genocide i mean you hear amy goodman you know when she when i listen to her segments about gender issues she'll give it this gravitas like you know i think she will call it an epidemic i'm sure she'll have guests on certainly like chase strangio yeah. who will call it an epidemic of violence against trans people Right, and they do this, to uh, further your point, they do this because if you're going to claim victim status, there's no reason in being like a middling level player. You want to be <laughs> the top of the top, the cream of the cream. They, they, yeah. they go for it. People have to realize the trans community's activists are that, is that meme of that guy being like, 
taking the gold, the bronze medal, biting it to make sure it's real, and then like screaming, "Yeah!" While he's the third, he's third in line. They're that guy, except because except they have no right being in on the podium at all, because they're mm-hmm. not this massively um, oppressed group. And you can see this from the fact that here a black Muslim man, a man who who has throughout his life talked about the problems of the black community and has made fun of everyone under the sun. And this group of people had no problem sitting there trying to smear him as furthering white supremacist talking points. Imagine that, accusing Dave Chappelle of furthering white supremacist goals. The audacity of this community and this... Yeah. Uh, this Communities activists. I mean, it is ridiculous. And what's most ridiculous, you can see, because I watched the TMZ of them trying to talk to one of the guys from Blackish who knows Dave Chappelle. And, you know, they, they asked him, what did he think about the whole spat and Hannah Gatsby and all that? And the dude started laughing, but he wouldn't answer the question. He oh, just really? laughed and drove off. He didn't answer anything. He just laughed. He said, Dave Chappelle said, ha, 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 got in his car and drove off. <laughs> and, and that can be seen as two ways. That can be seen as him trying to agree, at least tell Chappelle, you know, you're crazy, do what you want. There's also him saying, I don't want any part of this. Right, you absolutely. Know? That's what I thought it was at first. Like, okay, I'm he, not going to call you cowardly, but you don't want to even say anything about it yeah you don't want to give your opinion about it at all i mean come on just give your opinion you gotta look at it look at jacqueline moore Mm -hmm. from dear white people from dear white people this man this toucan sam of a human being um sitting here telling us all that this what he what chappelle did is so hurtful to him this motherfucker just a year ago was a quote unquote man with a beard and all that stuff running the running the show. So how many of these people are in Hollywood that these black actors and black actresses who would normally flock to Dave Chappelle's uh, defense are being quiet on because they know some white trans individual will ruin their careers for the rest of their lives? Yeah. Yeah, and um, why is no one talking about the Chappelle joke where he said a lot of women see trans women as blackface, as as equivalent to blackface? And Mm -hmm. no one's talking about that. That should be the conversation. And, um, I mean, I think that that's that's a whole separate conversation, like, is it is it offensive? Yeah, to some degree. Does that matter? No, because I can be offended. If you want to do woman face, fine. I don't care. <laughs> but it can't be written into law because that affects me and every other woman. But um, so why is that not the national conversation here? Why why are they just ignoring that? And what you just said about the dear white people, Jacqueline Moore. Um, is that not a perfect example of what Chappelle also said, what we've been saying, that you can identify out of your oppressor status by becoming trans? Because Dear White People was about 
how white people are annoying or whatever. They don't get it. Wasn't it? I didn't watch it. Um, I have never bothered in watching it either because I just found the the title itself is like, dear, okay, this is really pretentious and I know I'm not going to like it. So I kind of just yeah. ignored it on that end. But so I, I don't really care about what he's running, but I will say this. You're exactly right because think about it. This is a situation where normally this white cis, this white uh, man would be getting shit on for being a yeah. white man if he had talked out against Chappelle. Right, and that's but, the, that's the other Chappelle joke that is, um, you know, people don't understand. My whole my comedy has always been about white people, but my problem has always been with white people. But now white people have just figured figured out a way to basically get one over on me by saying I'm a woman now you know, N-word. Yeah. yeah you have to do true. what I have to treat me as such. It's true because you look at it, the trans community, a, you, if you have a black person, a and I've seen this, you can see it on Twitter every once in a while, a trans individual will tell a black guy who argues with them, mm -hmm. I don't have to care what you think. What matters is the is black trans. So that's their get out right. free right. jail card. Yes. And as them signaling to black trans, we will we will list you above that of other blacks if yeah. you follow along with us. It's a funny, it's a weird thing they do to like mess with their own oppression hierarchy that they've set up because they're not like perfectly happy with it. So they're like, okay, black women, you know, women of color are the most oppressed, but no, but trans women of color are the most oppressed. Yes. So therefore, actually, a black man would be more oppressed than a black woman to them if he identifies as a woman. As long as he identifies as a woman. because Or even as non-binary or whatever. Yeah. As long as he's within their umbrella, he is and more he could oppressed. have a beard. Yeah, because he, he could be under the umbrella. He could have a beard. I don't argue that. I don't deny that people, that men who look super feminine are targeted because they are. And they are harassed. And you know, I mean, that's a problem, but it doesn't mean that it, that's misogyny. It's not being done because they're, they're women who were born in a male body. I mean, anyway. Well, men make, yeah. Here, I'll make this. Men will make fun of men and harass men and, and, and bully men all the time. Males know this. The, la the worst thing is to coddle a male. The men who are who go and get bullied and will not even okay coddle is one thing, but if the people are getting beat up, they're not getting. We have no ration. We have no. We well, have, gay guys get beat up for being gay. How long? Well, how long? How much does that happen nowadays? I don't know, but I still think it happens. It, right, you're always going to have violence uh, towards different groups of people. That's right. always going to happen. Right. But, you know, how when do you treat it as epidemic versus when do you treat it as, well, this is just going to happen because, you know, you can't you can't get it, no, reduce it any further than what it is. There's well, I mean, be, think about this. Yeah, there, there's always going to yeah. be violence and, and othering. Yes. Right. We can't really create a utopia. Yeah. But the question is more how do we address that particular form of of abuse? You know, is it being done else. because the person is a woman? No. Yeah. It's not because they're a woman born in a male. That's that's the thing that I'm just trying to get straight is like yeah. this whole transphobia thing. You know, 
what what it means is that they're targeting you for being a male who's not conforming to male roles not because you're they they frame it like you're a woman who's not, who's being targeted because you don't fit female roles well see i would honestly argue okay so why are trans why why do men have a disgust for trans women the argument has been that oh well they're men that reject their and are trying to be a female it's not it's not that they're trying to be a female or whatnot or that they're rejecting being a man Men could not care. If you ask a lot of guys, many men would, would sit there and say, if I could be the only straight man in the world and the rest of the men be gay, whoo, you know, because then they would then, you know, how many women uh, would they be able to actually meet and whatnot and have a chance with since all the men are gay? And so men don't necessarily care about other men like that, what I'm, what I'm getting at. They don't, because that's a loss of a competitor right there. Okay, that guy wants to dress up as a girl, cool, whatever. The reason why that certain males will go after him is they look at them as deviants. That's the real thing. All these people who want to sit there and say, well, they're rejecting male roles, that's why the men get angry. No, it's that they look at these guys and sit there and think, okay, this guy's a fucking walking deviant. There's something wrong with Does that apply to homosexual men? I mean... Are you only talking about transgender? That's all transgender. The reason why men um, don't like, from what I've always gathered, the way men talk, the way men will talk, even the ones that sit there outwardly professing they're fine with gay men, but when when they're amongst their own friends, the real reason they don't like gay men is because the way that, that gay men, they perceive in their mind, will look at them like men look at women. They don't want a man looking at them with a form of of uh, lust. They don't right. like that. Right. And so that's, right. you know, that, that angers yeah. them. And that could apply to the trans thing as well, because a lot of men will look at a trans woman and just think gay male. Um, gay male who's trying to, trying to subvert. Yeah. Because he's basically saying, I'm a woman now, you guys should like me. And the argument is, you're still a man, we don't right. like you. Right. And, you know, it's it's a funny thing that the trans activists do where they, by twisting it around and pretending that the um, when, when men do bully non-conforming men, that they're pretending that it's because those men are or if it's a trans woman, that, that that's because that person is actually a woman who doesn't fit into female roles. They're turning the blame on, of their oppression onto women. Mm-hmm. So they're saying it's the women who don't accept us. It's the women yeah. who need to accept us. The other reason, the other reason why males will bully, I this is just from, um, I just want to get this part in. The other reason comes from the fa- the idea that the men who are like gay or whatnot are weak, so they are easy to take down. It's kind of yeah, like bullies always uh, go for for people they yeah, perceive as weak. It's like or. that that individual's weak. Yeah, I can, well, I can that's tell that's where that you have the mm-hmm, that's where you have the person who's just going to be brutal and going to be violent yeah. and going to pick on who's weak, and yeah. it's not necessarily because they're going. Oh, I don't like that you're wearing glitter. You know. Yeah. Um, but but I I want to go back to your point about the the, how it affects women. Yeah. There is a because I was um 
I, I was shared a, a thing about about Julia Serrano. And one of the things Julia Serrano was talking about is like the essence of being a woman is being like this, being this utterly objectified individual who's there for male's pleasure. Mm, that sounds like Andrea Long too. Yeah, let me get you the the quote mm. on this because yeah. I, I've read that and I, and, um, and I found it very interesting. Yeah, I um, mean, it, it's very revealing when you see the ways some trans women think about women. I mean, Andrea Long Chu is this really popular trans woman writer mm-hmm. who was just hired by, I think, New York Review of Books or something. And... Um, and that book, his book, Females, and I'm not going to use, you know, his preferred pronoun, which I do for some people out of politeness and respect, but because this is a man who who is a misogynist. And mm-hmm. he wrote stuff in that book that was like, you know, a female is, um, well, I don't want to use super vulgar language, but I mean, it was basically like, we are nothing but objects for male pleasure it's what you just described but in more graphic words here here is uh julia serrano in whipping girl is i guess oh i've heard of that book yeah why never wait is julia serrano a trans woman yes okay i mean i'll show you the picture um while i never really believed the cliche about women being good for only one thing i found that sentiment kept creeping into my fantasies I would imagine myself being sold into sex slavery and having strange men take advantage of me. It's called forced feminization. And it's not really about sex. It is about turning the humiliation you feel into pleasure and transforming the loss of male privilege into the best fuck ever. Like, How much does that sound like uh, The Appointment, a.k.a. Jewish cock, that I just wrote about in Tablet? That sounds exactly like it. Transcend my oppression by adopting the identity of the victim is the most erotic thing in the world. Yeah. It's the same. They must have been watching the same bimbofication porn. Well, I, I think that I think that from what you've been telling me and what I've been learning over the time, like read, reading these people's um, these people's thoughts and their their ideas, it's very clear that their fetishes, their sexual proclivities are what they're projecting onto the idea of, of what they think women are. Yeah. And it's it's very telling. Like these men before they transitioned were not men who were ladies' men or whatnot. Many of these men were guys who either struggled in finding dates or were really single. And yet now, or they were married men. I was going to say, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of men who are married and then in their midlife crisis or whatever it is in their, in their later years, they transition. Yeah. And the, the way these men think of women, like they have taken, I don't see, I don't know. Like I, I, I read what the, like what feminists and their theories are about how porn affects. And I don't know whether it is them who have been affected by porn or if it is people that think like them who have made porn into what we see and are because it's very clear in their own books that this is their minds are heavily 
uh, their idea of erota er, of eroticism doesn't exist. It's all porn. And it's the most. Do you ugly. have examples? Um, back what you were talking about, Rebecca Longshu. Uh, Andrea that Longshu. Andrea. But Longshu. that's a trans woman. Right. That's a trans woman. Yeah. Okay. I that's thought you were. Getting... I wasn't sure if you were which kind of feminism you were talking about. No, no, no. That when feminists talk about pornography um, changing, like maybe um, manipulating like people's uh, ideas of things, like they've argued that transgender individuals are very pornified. And my wonder is, is it that pornography has made them this way, or are they the people? Oh. Who would have made who've made mm -hmm. pornography? Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is it something that's always been around or not? That that fetish, not necessarily. You know, obviously, yeah. gender transition isn't the, the medicine behind that hasn't been around forever. It's silly when it's, people say you know trans people have been around for centuries, but um, it is. But, but they, you, have, you always remember something. They're trying to say that they are people. And we need to talk about that. Right. Right. Because, well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I was just going to say, to clarify, of course, dysphoria probably has been around for centuries. Yes. But, um, so, but yeah, let's go on to that. Let's go on to that. Well, this, this raises a good question. Can a people, like, I, I reject the concept that lesbians and gays are a form of people. They are, they are a... They're individuals with a different sexual um, attraction. And of course, there's going to be a type of attraction. Because of that, they're going to have their own like little subculture. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, they are, gays and lesbians are a part of the ethnic groups that they come from. Mm -hmm. Transgender is doing different. I don't think people understand this. Transgender is more of saying that they're not just a, 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 they're not a subculture. They are an actual people is what. And that are. was directly in a Dave Chappelle joke. Remember where he's at the bar, he's talking to the trans woman and she keeps saying, stop targeting my people, my people, my people. And Dave Chappelle's going, uh, what are you talking about? Were your people brought here on ships from Transylvania and made to be slaves, you know, for 500 yeah. years? Um, yeah. like, what are you talking about? My people. They, they, and that's what, that's what I've noticed is they are the only group that's actually being treated as a, as an ethnic group. They are racializing themselves without openly racial turning themselves into a race. They are treating themselves as a group, as an identity. And I think that's why there was once we were in a chat and there was a guy named Marcel who was saying that he didn't think people had thought this through on what transgenderists were arguing for. And I finally see what he was getting at. What he was getting at is they are going after as a protected status, as a people, not as just a, a they're using gender as a means of proclaiming themselves as a people and community with an ethnic group, ethnic background. And this means that they can get a layer of protection that other groups can't. Because you're basically, when you say something about them, you're not, transphobic does not just mean that you, um, or like 
homophobic. It's almost it, it's it's like you're homophobic, racist, and uh, and uh, sexist. All three, all combined in one. And you know what else? It's like they're trying to put something like misgendering or calling a trans woman a man on par with something like Holocaust denialism because mm-hmm. they're saying it's so it's not even something you could say like it's so out of bounds mm-hmm. because it's so agreed upon that that's not true that what we're saying is true that a trans woman is a woman that's gospel that's yes. like for them like it was over six million jews you know that it's like i'm just seeing a sort of equivalency because what you said made me think of how in france and other countries they have hate law mm-hmm. hate speech laws and you can't say anti you're not allowed to say anti-semitic language and i mean we've talked about this and uh, there's so many reasons why that's stupid but um it's really interesting an article about it Uh uh-huh yeah linked on clevity yeah and um you know the idea that what you're saying it's making me think that they want any kind of disagreement with the trans ideology, the trans religion to be deemed something like Holocaust denialism where it's so out of bounds because you're not even allowed to question their facts, but their facts are myths. Their facts Mm -hmm. are, you know, completely wrong on every level. See, what I think, to reinforce her point, what I think what they're doing is they are arguing people status because if you can argue your your people, you can then define what is offensive to you in a greater deal. Like when when dealing, if they were just to be like a sexuality, then, you know, you, as long as you stare clear of that, you're fine. But with transgender, it's all pervasive. If it walks in the room, everything has to be about it. Um, and that's how they work. And so, yeah, and I know, mean, like, again, many people have said this is different from the gay rights movement for all these reasons, like Arnie Morty says is really good on that. And the gay rights movement never said to homophobes, you know, when you say the classic line, I don't care what you do in the privacy of your own home. Just don't shove it down my throat. They never went and said, you're not allowed to say that. They never did that. That was never their battlefield. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they didn't go for people's thoughts. I mean, they did in a sense because they were trying to, like Artie Morty has described, you know, actually connect and show that they were people like everyone else with just a different sexuality. Um, but their argument wasn't their argument wasn't for for gay men or for gay men to have acceptance and for lesbians to have acceptance straight men and women must have sex with their opposite with the same sex in order to be to you know to be inclusive yeah yeah trans is basically saying hey you have to be willing to date us or you're or you are excluding us and you're 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 taking from us our rights it's like hold on here hold on here you have every right to proclaim yourself something but as they sit there and talk about consequences well the consequences of a man declaring himself a woman is the fact is the fact that the only people who will want to date him are the people who are attracted to that that's your pool now buddy that's your problem crux to bear have fun 
unfortunately, the, people take it like, oh, well, if you say that, you're basically admitting that you're racist and transphobic against us because you don't want to sleep with us. Oh, when they're like, well, it's not about you wanting to sleep with us. It's about you excluding trans. Well, no, that's a nice way of saying you don't like it that that all of us are saying we don't want to sleep with any of you. It doesn't have to be you. If you're trans, we don't want to sleep with you. Oh, well, you can't say that. Oh, what the fuck? Well, this comes back to the people status. Just like a, a like an Arab can sit there and say they don't want to hear somebody say an epithet, or a Jew saying they don't want to hear somebody say an epithet, they're saying that denying them as a woman is the epithet itself. Yeah. And because of that, and because of the way social justice culture is, Social justice culture said, you know what, you're right. We'll just play all with your delusions. And that it's very clear. This, have, this has to be brought up. This is delusions, okay? People can decide whether they want to be nice and polite or whether they want to just disregard and be like, I'm not going to accept it. I'll be, I won't say anything, but I'm not going to accept it. Both are right. What's wrong is the transgender individual walking in and saying, everyone must accept me, everyone must affirm me, and um, everyone needs to change their language for me. Yeah, because there's and, an extent to which we do have to accept. We do have to accept, because we have to accept all kinds of things, you know? I don't like when I walk around and there's, like, some guy wearing, like, a Pornhub hat and a Pornhub t-shirt because I saw that recently and I'm just like I don't like that but I whatever I don't care I mean you know I accept it I think you're kind of like an idiot and you're just proclaiming that you love um inhuman capitalism but okay <laughs> and um, you know but we do have to accept and the problem is that we the problem is accommodating because I think when you're talking about legal accommodations, that's where it gets, for me, that's, that's the thing here. That's the issue is like, cause I have my three axioms, you know, of trans of the whole trans debate. One is that trans people, like all people are worthy of dignity and respect and lives free of harassment and fear of discrimination and abuse for being trans. Um, the second axiom is that you can't change your sex and a man can never become a woman. The third mm -hmm. axiom is just that everything else has to be open to debate. But I mean, it, it, there's no way that it that it should be in law that you can just declare yourself a woman if you're a man. That has so many terrible implications for women. See, so for me, see, that's the line, is the legal see, argument. See, um, I don't have as much sympathy on this debate. And I'll be really upfront on this. Um, Go ahead. I, 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 I do. This is trans... If we go by gender dysphoria, what it was, it's obvious that this is a mental illness. There's no way around it. You cannot tell me that a human being that looks at themselves in the mirror and then looks at a woman or looks at the opposite sex and says, I should have been that, is not having a form of identity disorder. Absolutely. They are looking at, because they cannot sit there and say, trans is an innate thing. I know what I was supposed to be. No way. You're literally basing your identity on what you see. A trans individual is never going around sitting there saying, I am 
you know, I'm supposed to be this, but I don't know what it looks like. No, they, they base themselves on what they think females look like in, in popular culture. Mm-hmm. And you see that, you know, Laverne Cox, Laverne Cox dresses like a, a very sexualized female. Um, what is it? Most of them, even yeah. e- even Yaniv, you know, tried to to take a very feminine, very, very much what we think of a, a female supposed to be. So that tells you right there for them not to be able to actually have any other way of expressing fe- of what a female is other than to be a stereotype. Is well, and here's the other is... thing with that. If it's not a disorder and, or some kind of an issue, then why do you need to be medicalized? This, that's the truth. If it's a name, why does... If, if being, like... I've never understood if they're saying that gender is, is, um, is, is sex doesn't exist. It's all gender. Then why would a man need to have his, have breasts grafted onto his body? Why would he need his penis inverted into a, in a neo vagina? Why would he need to get his Adam apple, Adam's apple shaved? Wouldn't he, if he's a female, what is he trying? Why is he trying to look like what he says doesn't exist? Yeah. Right. And, right. what, and why is it that the trans man, if she was always a fucking man, why does she need to go on hormones and go and look like what all and cut off her breast and have her chest mutilated so it looks like that of a man? I mean, yeah. I look at I, I saw the, the picture of um, uh, and the video of Elliot Page, Ellen Page, which is so surreal. I grew up, you know, I remember Juno. And now seeing her like this is kind of like, wow, you know, you can tell me that that Ellen Page is a guy because she she got plastic surgery and is taking hormones. Yeah, she's a guy who, you know, played a someone who got pregnant as a teen. That's a pretty normal male experience, as we all know. Yeah. Having a period and all that is just what we men have. And I mean, (laughs) to be fair to there are trans people who are like, you know, and I've interviewed some of them and spoken to them. And they're like, we don't, we know that that's not, that that sex is not a social construct. We know male and female isn't a social construct. We are trying to mimic the other sex because that makes us feel more comfortable. And that's, that's what we're doing. And then they get called true scum and they get called names and transphobic by the, by the, the main trans community. I think true scum specifically means that you believe that you have to have dysphoria to be trans. So yeah. that makes, have you heard that one before, true scum? I have. And yeah. that's an interesting thing that, that in order to be trans, you don't have to have um, gender dysphoria. So then right. how is it that this individual who doesn't have gender dysphoria can walk around and be like, well, I need all the special protection because saying that I'm not a woman is just a, will cause me harm. Wait, you're just, you, you said you have no mental illnesses because, I'm, because I don't know. I have never met a person. Like if you went around and called a man, a woman and was like, Hey girl, all that stuff to him. He wouldn't be like, oh, my God. He'd be like, yeah, whatever. That he might get mad. He might get mad. He might get mad, but he's not going to cry about it. He's not going <laughs> to let it break his psyche. Because, I mean, guys will, will sit there and be like, you know, you have some one of your friends and he's being a, a dork. You'd be like, you know, I didn't know it was that time of the month for you, buddy. Uh, I'm sorry, lady. You know, and, you, and you're talking to him like that. And, you know, he'll be like, 
you know, wrinkled nose and all that stuff. But I mean, that's how it goes, you know. Um, that's how. Right. It's it's only hurtful if you're if you know you're not the if if you know you're not what you're saying you are. Exactly. Think that's about the it whole. then, Nassim. They're not being hurt. It, you've got a man. He's not being hurt because you're calling him a woman. He's being hurt because you're not. He's being hurt because you're calling him what he is, a man. In exactly. your example, you're ribbing your friend because you're saying he's something that he's not, a woman. Or yes. you're comparing and da-da-da. But in this case, they're getting upset because they're being called what they actually are. Yes. The the well, I want I want to just say I'm not the one making the sexist from comments. I'm saying <laughs> that that's something that people men will do to each other. You know, you're like, oh, I didn't know it's that kind of, it's that time of month, huh? Maybe I need to get you some Depends. Or get you some, uh, not Depends. <laughs> well, no, we'll talk we about that too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, it, it's just, it, it's, it, it's, you're right. You're absolutely right. They're getting mad because you're reminding them who they are. They don't want that. And it's very clear that trans is more of like a usurpation movement than it is an actual rights movement. Because in order for them to have rights, they're arguing that women need to be able to bear the brunt of their uh, of their changes. And this is something that I've been wanting to talk about, which is the ideological viewpoint of transgenderism comes from gender, uh, from what uh, was it, the gender ideology of queer theory, right? Mm. One of the things that I've been wanting to talk about, and I wanted, I wanted to to discuss this with you in, in this format, was um, the hostility in, in queer theory towards heteronormativity. Mm. And because I, I've got to be blunt, I don't, I look at what's happening with women. Yes, transgender is deeply misogynistic. There is no debate on that. But I think that trans is more of like this, the transgender is obviously a byproduct of queer theory. Queer theory created transgender, not transgender creating uh, queer theory, because beforehand your transsexualism, queer theory came in and they threw away transsexuals and brought in uh, transgender. But um, it feels to me that based on what Judith Butler talked about in Gender Troubles, that the whole idea of this is to destabilize and destroy heteronormativity in their argument. Because they talk about the entire time the need to destroy heteronormativity. And the problem with heteronormativity is you can't just go after straight men and try to destroy them. You've got to you've got to find like this opening where you have a certain class of men with sexual interests that are very dark. And then you have another class of men who are troubled because they have a form of dysphoria. You lump them into a singular, singular group and you attack what is considered the most unstable category of them all, which is women. Because if you can take out women, you can take out two things you've got to get rid of to get rid of heteronormativity, women and homosexuality. Because if you take out women, then 
men have no, you have no way of gauging who is straight and who is not, because how can you be straight if the, if the sexes don't exist? Right. And then it's all gender. Mm -hmm. The other thing is you have to take out homosexuality because homosexuality is the opposite to right. heterosexuality. It kind of proves it by contrast. Exactly. Yeah. In yeah. You, you can't have forced by one without the other. Right. 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 Yeah. So they're taking right. advantage. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you 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 destabilize the category of female. I so think you you're right, Nassim. Have you ever heard the word monosexual? No. Because that, that is that goes toward what you're saying. Monosexual lumps in homosexuals and heterosexuals because you're only attracted to one sex. So monosexual privilege is a thing. So, yeah. So I think this goes to your theory a little bit. I mean, continue. How are they, how, wh why are they trying to dismantle hetero? Well, I mean, it comes down to, I remember reading an article by Bilek, Julie, yeah. Julie Bilek. Jennifer she Bilek. In, yeah, Jennifer Bilek. Why would I call Julie? I'm mixing her up with Julie Bindle. Um, but Jennifer Bilek was um, had a like a it was like a quote from Matt Stryker of the Arcus Group, which is that he wanted to make sure that the people who had wronged the LGB community could never do it again. So I feel like a part there, I feel like there is amongst like the, maybe you'd say the LGB elite, LGBT elite, this feeling of getting back at the heteros by destroying what they are as a means of preserving what they are. But it doesn't happen like that because the problem, I think it's short-sightedness. And I think there's multiple different, I think Bilek is kind of right in some ways. I think everyone is right in, in certain ways. There's these competing interests around transgenderism. The overall queer theory is, is, about, is about confronting and destroying heteronormativity, but the other sides that are using this are using it because there, there's a monetary gain there is for those who can't deal with having gay children the ability to erase the the mistakes and there is the the um the social gain for political elites in that you're expanding the power of the state to give these people what they want mm -hmm. because in order for transgenderists to get what they want you have to have an all-powerful state that's constantly nannying, nannying them and that's what they're going for. I mean, the, there is a, there's something that no one, I think, has really um, attacked the transgender movement on, nor the, the social justice movement, is in that they're the greatest um, uh, employer rights movement that you could ever see. Yeah, I mean, talk more they, about that. Well, I mean, that's, that's really crazy. Well, think about this. Since this new strain of accountability, because they deny, they deny, um, they deny, uh, what is it, um, the, the idea of cancel culture, but they argue right. what you're, you're suffering is consequence. So the consequence exactly. is, is that since they don't like what the, you said, 
whether you be on the top of the rung or the bottom of the rung, but usually at the bottom of the rung gets the, the worst. Um, since they don't like what they that you're saying, they're going to utilize the power of the bourgeoisie to correct you. So they're going to have they're going to yeah. empower your employer to fire you over what you said on your off time in a public forum. And I've been thinking, how the hell can you call yourself a socialist or say you believe in workers' rights while you're sitting there empowering my employer to fire me over what I said on Twitter? Yeah. You're making it where the HR departments are literally writing up for con uh, for your workers' contract that they can fire you over what you say on social media, even if it has nothing to do with the company. And this is not mm -hmm. just for like these speakers and these high-end people. This is for low-end people like fucking um, hell at where I work, but just in... Um, I mean, you're looking at her. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, everyone. Everyone in the middle range and, and below is in this like target for cancel culture. And it's like, how the fuck are you ever going to sit there and say you like workers? You are fucking us. Dearly. <laughs> and so really, this goes back to Michael Brooks. Michael Brooks, before he died, he sat there and said, he goes, I wonder, it was one of his uh, episodes, he says, I wonder how much damage my class has done to the, the, um, the workers' movements and all that. He's talking about the professional managerial class because he recognized he's a PMC. And if he was still alive, my reply would be, you, I wish that you and all your friends and every one of you so-called leftists that are in PMCs and whatnot would just go over to the conservative side and stay there because you have done nothing but be the fucking trash that has destroyed everything that we've been working for. You are awful people because that's what they are. The Sam Cedars, all this stuff, they basically walked in, we're your friends, pal. No, you're not. You are our enemies. You are our class enemies. You're just here to try to make a buck. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, damn, like, exactly. But that was exactly one hour. And that might be the perfect stopping point because you just okay. nailed it. And I mean, yeah, it's so it's so outrageous. And it's like these Netflix people. What do you want? What do you want? You have a job. You you have a job at Netflix mm -hmm. and you don't like one of the shows, really? Yeah. I, I like mean, that. come on, get over it. Get over it. Yeah, yeah. 